0: Welcome to in the lap of the pods queen podcast with Paul, Joe, and myself, David. First time ever. Well, actually, well, kind of first time ever. We're going to actually try and do this live, really. So I don't really want to be doing any editing because I'm a lazy, lazy man. And uh, I no. The reason is I want to get this out tomorrow, and I've not got a lot of time because we're recording this at six o'clock. I want to get this out at midnight, so we're going to try five and do to it live. Six. Yep. Right, that's five to six the exact time. Yes. So, yes. Just, just corrected me there, that's fine. Cheers get time. it right. <laughs> so, well, there might be a bit of stumbling, kind of like what I just did there, um, and a few mistakes and bits and bobs here, but you're just going to have to live with it, because that's that's the way it's going to be. And uh, aye. So, we'll see how it goes, and uh, we'll promise not to say anything too outlandish, but... Um, and we'll keep it all nice and clean for you out there. Occasional swear words as you know, we put them in there for effect, you know, because we know you like them. So there you are, man. So <laughs> excellent. So, um, right, we're moving on to the live albums then. So uh, we actually got a, a really lovely bit of fan mail from Michael Legg a wee while back um, when we were kind of still talking about just doing the, the, you know, the studio albums. We didn't have any real plans to move beyond that. But, um, but um, he kind of asked us to keep going and do the live albums. And we were at that point already discussing, kind of doing other things anyway. And uh, so it was really nice of him to ask us to do that. Um, so aye, that was cool. Um, so we've got here and a few other guys on the, the Twitter chat and all that have been doing the same, asking us to do do this kind of stuff. So that's cool. Uh, so thanks for the, the show of support and the vote of confidence in this. Um, even with Michael himself, it'd be cool to get him on another, on another podcast. I mean, we... Sure, you guys out there would like that. So if you if you would, he might tell us to piss off right enough. But um if he doesn't and he wants to come back on, let us know what kind of podcast you'd like to hear from from Michael and ourselves, and we'll see if we can make it happen. Um right, anyway, regarding this live album run, um, we'll just be sticking to the official releases. I know there are some really good uh sort of desk mixes out there. You know, you've got um well you've got the kind of Houston 77 which is more a really good uh, video bootleg. You've got Japan 85, which is an excellent boot, uh, bootleg as well. But we're going to fo- focus on the official releases just now. It's not to say that at one point we might not take a look at these ones and, and sort of um, and delve a bit deeper into those ones and maybe even the Live Aid set and stuff. Who knows? Well, you know. But at this moment in time, we're just going to stick to the official releases. So um, we will be doing tonight, we're going to be doing the Rainbow gig in 1974. Then after that will be a night at the Odeon, live killers, the Montreal gig, live at the Bowl, live at Wembley slash Budapest. We'll just put that into the one, the one podcast. No reason to, to split them up. Exact same set list, exact same tour. No point doing two, two, but, uh, two podcasts for that. Um, and we absolutely will not be doing live magic for two reasons. <laughs> What's well, on it's the snap. screen? Oh. You, you, you just get in there ahead of me, Joe. It um, is <laughs> crap. That's one of the reasons, man. It's, it's on the same tour as Budapest and Wembley anyway, and it is a truly terrible piece of cashing in. I mean, they, they edited the songs. It's just appealing to the top 40 fan at the time, and it's just horrible. Horrible, horrible bit of vinyl, which yeah, I actually eat. have. So available. do I. Yeah, I unfortunately. Live, yeah, have got live magic in vinyl, so I think I might actually even do a competition and See if uh, I my live magic vinyl. We might be doing that <laughs> when it
1: comes to it, time. If anybody wants to win a, a Queen live magic, uh, you know, window scraper for when the winter comes in, man, It's a great opportunity, right there, man. Get that ice Pretty right sure. off
0: that window. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, I mm, we'll also not do Rio eighty five because that again, that's a video deal. So, we're we'll not be doing that. We're just going to focus on the kind of the audio, the sound. So um that, therefore we're just doing the live albums and such. But again, who knows? We might do these wee things as a wee aside at some point, but we don't want to just you know, we we need to know when it's time to go and we'll know <laughs> when it's time to go when we've run out of ideals, you know, as we said before. But talking about these uh these live album podcast we you know we're chatting before we come on on air there we really don't know where these will go and because obviously we've talked about these songs from a compositional point of view a structural point of view and all the rest of it in the actual podcast for the albums so we'll just see how it goes because I think we'll be talking about the the set in more general terms and certainly not going to tease out every single song in the set because we will be here until midnight (laughs) rather than getting the podcast out for midnight so we're not going to do that but certainly, we're we're going to we're going to talk about uh, particular tracks uh, when it comes. Uh, before we go any further, the website is live just now. Um, there's some tweaking still needing done on it, and I'm uh, working on that. Um, but it's it's live there, and I know you get your RSS feeds um, directly to your podcast players and all that anyway. But you've got the blogs on there, and Paul's already put a couple of blogs up on there. So please check them out. And uh, I've. Written, written up one which I'll po- probably put out next week about the the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Um, so I want to put something out about that. So and I'm a literate so it'll be none from me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joe get get there at some point. Um, how you <laughs> <laughs> um so the address is lappods.co.uk So go and take a wee look at it and see what you think. Let us know. Um If you like what we're doing, we never normally ask for this. And Joe reminded me a few podcasts back, and I kept forgetting to do it, Um, it was to leave us a review. You know, you've got iTunes podcast, you can leave us a review on there if you like what we're doing. Um, And also, don't forget to subscribe. So whatever podcast player you're using, give it a wee subscribe uh, via that as well. That'd be really cool. And as usual, shout out to the Deep Dive Podcast Network. So Sabbath Bloody Podcast the Deep Purple Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered, and the Uriah Heat Podcast, which is the Magician's... I forget get the name, name of it. Oh, sorry, sorry, lads. I've completely blanked on the, the name of it. The Uriah Heat Podcast, anyway, which is actually coming out on the 3rd of November, I think it is. They're launching it. Early November, anyway. So take a look out for that. And the governor himself, T-Bone Maffley. Um, And really, as we said, anyone doing podcasts... As long as it's not hate speech, mm-hmm. right wing stuff, you know, or about Def leopard, then you're sorry. Well, it's the same you know, thing, man. Well, you've got to be honest. <laughs> <doing too> <laughs> um, if, if your podcast falls into any categories, mm-hmm. aye, nah, take your face for a shite, to be honest, you know what I mean? Because it's. <laughs> <fucking good. laughs> but um, I'm sure there's, there's probably some really sound guys out there doing a Def Leppard podcast that are just totally offended right now. So. Um, I don't know. It's, it's not about them. It's about the horrible band that you've decided to do a podcast about. So yeah. you. um <laughs> el- elitist pastors that we are, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh so we're gonna delve into this album, but before that, um I'm gonna throw it over to Paul and Joe. Um Joe, come to you first. Um, podcast wise, anything anything you've been checking out recently that you think um that's been interesting or maybe
1: the, the listeners would want to check out. I've been checking out, um, you mentioned it, I think, way back at the start of our podcast, Dead Rockstars, and it's with uh, Mick Wall and Joel McIver. Um, it's, 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 it's okay, it's quite entertaining. Um, some of it um, I'm not too keen on, but I'm not going to go into that in great detail, but if you just want something to have on and, you know, and just kind of chill out or whatever, you know, if you're doing something, it's okay, it's pretty decent. Um, other ones, uh, there's one called um, The Heavy Metal Hangover, which probably nobody on here will check out, but um, it's just, it's two guys from um, New York, I think it is, and, um, you know, if you're into your metal and stuff like that, um, it's it's, it's quite, a, quite an entertaining, you know, listen, they, they just talk about General stuff to do with heavy metal and stuff like that, and obviously, you know, i being been into that. Well, me, because I'm the one that's listening to it, yeah, I quite enjoy that as well. Um, and I, I can't, I, that, that's kind of pretty much what I've been listening to recently, yeah.
2: What about you? Cool. Sure. Paul? Um, Paul,
0: yeah, what you, what you been?
2: Yeah, um, well, uh, I suppose uh, uh, podcast wise, um, uh, I listen to um, loads, actually. Um, what have we got? The, uh, Behind the Bastards. Uh, I listen to that quite a lot. That's uh, a, a guy just talking about you know, like dictators and all that through uh-huh. through history. And uh,
1: cheery podcast, mate.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, ugh, you know various Beatles ones, uh, ones. Uh, Nothing is real. It's a pretty good one. Um, uh, other other ones: uh, cognitive dissonance, the skating, a- skating a- atheist, uh, the sceptic um the last podcast on the left. Um, loads, uh, loads of stuff I, I listen to. Um,
1: always make me sound like a bloody imbecile here, man. So what did you <laughs> listen to good rock stars? Well, hangover. It's like,
2: uh, I, 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 sorry, Paul. You're obviously the one with the brains. I should show up. I, I, I fa- I've had to op- open my podcast player on on my phone just to see, because <laughs> I keep forgetting the names of them. Yeah, uh, loads, loads. I, I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah, so uh, probably more than music these days. Which is, there's something wrong with that, you know. Well, sometimes that happens. Isn't it? it's just listening know, to people you know,
1: talking. Listening to people talking about music as opposed to listening to music. Yeah. <laughs> I do that. I do that as well.
2: So. And and, and, and uh, I should say it's uh, the Magicians podcast. It's Is it, the, so I was I was the, it I just one. put podcast so, at the end. Of. Sorry, sorry about that, guys. I, um, we didn't remember, but yeah, we'll get better one. at that for the next one. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I've, I've I've been listening to kind of the same ones I normally listen to, to be honest as the, the episodes coming out. But I've been checking out the new Marillion one uh, between you and me, um, one And that's actually really good because they they really delve really deep into the lyrics, you know. And that that, um, I think currently they're at misplaced childhood, so they've been really deep into to the lyrics on on the albums, you know, and fishy scribbling. So, and I've learnt a few things that I just didn't didn't know or or you know, there's angles that I never ever you know, explored in terms of like, you know, the what the lyrics are about and, and what fish was thinking at the time and all that. So it's it's been really good. So that's one to check out. But anyway, um I suppose we'll shift on. Let's start talking about live at the rainbow nineteen seventy four. So we put up a wee poll on um on Twitter and uh it was to pick your favourite um, released, recorded in the 70s so it was obviously Rainbow, the Audience, gig and Life Killers and uh, Life Killers came out on top uh, with 52% in the vote and then it was the Rainbow on 31% and finally it was the Audience on 17% so Life Killers has come out as um, still the favourite uh, of the Queen fans um, certainly that, that um, replied to the poll and I think there was 145 people that replied so that's, you know, it's a pretty, that's a a pretty, reasonable, uh, pretty reasonable scope that's there so true. Um so aye. That's pretty interesting. We might be getting to talking about that. So let's talk about this live album then. Um so this has existed in many different formats or situations. Um you know it was originally you know, edited down to thirty minutes. and It was actually shown in cinemas in the seventies and eighties. Um, it was actually shown before Jaws two, <laughs> if you believe mm-hmm. that. So, um, so they would show a thirty minute um, thing uh, of the game. That, that
1: was the that was the kind of thing before
0: it. Yeah, before it almost it like the the, the the kind of a supporting feature or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's so, just pl- that's just plain weird, man. It's crazy, isn't it? It's brilliant. Um, I think it was before. I guess it was a song remains the same for Led Zeppelin. I think it was it was shown before that as well, you know, in the cinema. So yeah, um, so it was it was existed in that form, and then the 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 time I saw it properly was on the box of tricks um, box set, which I've got um and i remember at the time it was 1992 i think it was uh, it was definitely uh, it was definitely after Freddie's death so it was 90, 1992 i remember those adverts at night the telstar adverts and you know late at night buy this five disc rock album with all these different tracks you know and it was always that these these out that was that that was one of the adverts and it was box of tricks and it was the live at rainbow gig and i remember being i'd have been what 13 at the time and thinking I'd love to get that, but there's no way I can afford it, you know, so it wasn't mm-hmm. until a little, later on, um, you know, I managed to get it, I think it must have been eBay I got it off, um, and then it was the VHS of the gig, so it was a 53-minute VHS of the of the gig, so that was how I, I first saw, you know, the, the footage and stuff, so, um, but so in terms of, The actual live album, this is a fairly recent release. Um, This was released in 2014, this live album. So this isn't something that was out at the time. Um, I'm sure many of you Queen fans out there know that already. Um, So this has only been out for six years. And it was remixed by Justin Shirley-Smith, who was an engineer on The Miracle, and I think Innuendo as well, actually, yeah. Um, You've got Chris Fredrickson, who was also one of the the producers or remixers, and he's one of Brian's engineers. And finally, Joshua McCrae, or Joshua J. McCrae, who was a drummer in The Cross. Um, and um, I think he'd done some work with Roger's solo band as well. And uh, it's interesting because Joshua J. McCrae's Roger's engineer in his home studio. And I think both just Justin Shirley-Smith and Chris Fredrickson are Brian May's engineers in his studio. So, so they're basically Brian and Roger's engineers that have remixed this album. And a great um, job, man. And yeah. they certainly have. Aye, that's it. So this mix—I mean, you agree, like, e, gents? This mix is huge. It sounds it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. huge. Crushing. Um, yeah, it really is. It's metallic. You know, yeah, as the, uh, the, the you know yep. it's, uh, so that they the, those three gentlemen have done a, an absolutely amazing job on the mix of it. Um, it's a very modern mix, you know. There's no way. If that album was released in '74, for example, it would have sounded the way it is. They've they've really modernised the, the kind of mix of it and really fattened it up. Um, it just sounds, it just sounds huge because the original mix, anyways, I talked about on that VHS, it's nowhere, nowhere near the same as as what you what, what we out here on the, the live album. Um, still sounds good, but again, that's what this mix is just, it's just fantastic. Um, the gigs themselves were recorded over two nights in November 1974 on the Sheer Heart Attack Tour, and the setlist features a healthy mix from the first three Queen albums. Um, so, yeah. Let's start talking about it then. So, uh, Paul, I'll come to you then. So, how, how do you feel about this album? Sum up these gigs as you hear it on this release. How, how are Queen? What, in what form are they in? on this, on this recording?
2: they uh, absolute peerless form. Um, this, this, man, they're just so fucking good. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's almost, uh, like they did it yesterday, the, the, the way it sounds and all that, it's, um, the, the mix is just amazing. Um, and uh, you just get to see them uh, as musicians, you know, they're they're not just studio guys, they can absolutely crush it live. Um, You know, Brian May in particular, um, just the sound of his guitar is just, you know, amazing. Um, And uh, I, I was thinking, you know, these days, Guitar players are playing through fractal systems, are playing through all sorts of rack effects, pedals, God knows what. This guy was playing through three Vox AC30s, a treble booster, and a, a bit of delay, and, and maybe a wah pedal, and that was it. And the sound is just crushing. Um, I think maybe these days we're missing something, you know, let let's simplify it, take it back, play through an amplifier. You know, um, and get that sound back because it's just amazing. It's just if metal sounded like that these days, I would listen to more new bands, you know, new metal because I don't, I don't like the way metal sounds these days. The you know the processed crap, the quantized, God knows what, you know. So yeah, um, but as that. I, I digress. Um, this is this is a, an amazing gig, and these guys are absolute top of their game. And you know, to be fair, queenborough was great live, um, but this is just pff, amazing. You know, the, the one of the best gigs I've ever seen. You know, on, on, on video, um, amazing, amazing stuff. On video, what year's this, Paul? <laughs> 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 I suppose it's still a video, right? I'm, I'm saying sorry, sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm on, on, on video. I'm saying on video. Of course, we're, we're we're really talking about the audio, but you know, but you know basically no, you could
0: talk, well. yeah. talk about the video if you want. That's that's fine, mate. That's yeah. Um nice. just yeah, amazing. Joe, your thoughts on it, mate? Metal yeah.
1: It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just I watch it and I'm just like I have a smile from ear to ear because it's just that's my queen right there, man. And it's just it's just I love it. That just makes me smile. It's just heavy, aggressive, fat sounding, uncompromising, amazing musicianship, great. Great look, you know, I know we're not specifically speaking about the, you know, the visual element of it, but, you know, just, it's just, what can you say? I mean, it, it, Queen at that point, like Paul said, I mean, Sabbath World would what, 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 have been volume four at this point. You see, uh, you see,
0: 74, so they'd have been t- between uh, Sabbath. Sabbath uh, the
1: Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. No, aye. And, aye and, and it's like you watch Sabbath around that period. I love Sabbath, and I'm not putting them down or anything, but I'm just like, they just, and even the way it sounds, not just a visual thing, it's kind of sluggish and, yeah. you know, joint hanging out in the mouth. Yeah, man, you know, and like. Purple weren't really ramping it up, you know. Priest run right about that time, but just
0: Priest like, was really, not a blues band, pretty much. Really, really, blues, really, <laughs> yeah, really
1: like twelve yeah. bar, twelve bar blues, man. Really, yeah, really, kind of, pacey. Yeah. and Queen are just up there, like playing fast and fast and stopping on a dime, man. You know, stop. You know what I mean? Just they're just so fast. They're so tight. They're so heavy when it slows down. It's just like it, it's. It, it, I wonder. I'd love to be able to go into that crowd. At that time, if I could teleport and get into that crowd and ask people what the, what other bands they were listening to at that point, because I, that to me is very extreme for 1974. Like that's in yep. some ways is more extreme than than like Sabbath and stuff like that, yep. and uh, and like you know like the aforementioned bands that I mentioned. So it's just like
2: yeah,
1: it's really and it, and I don't want to get too much out of tracks right now, but obviously, but. I think it's kind of telling where Queen were. And I think Queen almost considered themselves a heavy rock virgin or metal band in themselves. And the reason I say that is because Killer Queen was their big single and they didn't play it all. Mm. I don't know if it was that they only oh, put it yeah. in as a medley. a medley. Yeah, a
2: medley.
1: Yep. Yep. and, and it's, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the lightest thing in that set. Pretty much. I mean, there's no, there's, you know what I mean? So that makes me think that Queen were very much still maybe a wee bit scared to, to, you know, at that point, you know, they were still, just starting to push the boat out to get into more like pop orientated material. But I really think at that point they knew that their, their fan base was a heavy, heavy, heavy rock fan base, man. Cause that, that shit kicks ass, man. And uh, like Paul said, I, I, I really don't have much time for, um, you know, modern metal stroke rock, especially, especially rock. I mean, rock music uh, and it's, you know, like to it's too off topic here but you know as in rock music's just there doesn't seem to be any balls in rock music anymore you know everybody sounds like creed or or like that sort of rock it was queen are up there kicking ass and you take names man you know and um i these younger bands should really do their homework man and and really look at bands like that and the energy that these bands had and how adventurous they were and how just how good they were live you know just
2: amazing mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's Absolutely, progressive metal about twenty five years before it was a thing.
1: Aye,
0: aye, totally, man.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that's a
0: good shout. Yeah, uh, that, definitely. Um, uh, you know, I, I would just be repeating what you, you, these are both said. So, but what I will say is, anyone questioning Queen's claim to being pioneers of that hard, I, attack, hard attacking metal needs to play this gig. Aye, listen to this gig. Yep. Um, anyone questioning that. That just rainbow seventy-four. Yep, that's all you need to say. Yep. Yep. Two, yep. Words, two words for you, Rainbow Seventy Four. Um, and no one could come back from from saying that they weren't important in terms of the development of heavy metal. And we talked about that on the, the first couple of podcasts, of course, you know. Yep. Um um Especially live, man, you know, the first
1: record yeah, was yeah.
0: sounded a bit, a bit yeah, thin, but live, Jesus yeah. Christ. Aye. And that's the thing, I think the, the tracks on this, the 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 songs on this even the kind of more mediocre songs or songs that I'm not a massive fan of on, on the the actual albums sound brilliant on this. And they've been
2: actually,
0: you know, given a new lease of life um, on, you know, and that's because there's two reasons. Firstly, Queen are tight on this. They are incredibly tight on this gig, or these two gigs, because obviously it's a mix of both nights. Um, They're, they're so on the money and so locked in. I mean, it, you know, I know they took. miniature with what the Hoople that year. I mean, what Hoople must have been fighting I himself. I don't know. Maybe there's quotes out there from what the Hoople is it discussed. I know they were they, they were friends with each other, and there was there was none of that kind of rivalry or anything. But you no, know, maybe there's something out there that someone can can shed light on for us. But they must have they must have heard them and and thought. Geez, it's two different, that, two, two different things going on. Absolutely, aye, totally, you know. I, I totally agree with you. And it's like, and that's another
1: thing that you brought into my, my back to me there. It's when, when I was, I watched the gig, right? Because I, I wanted mm-hmm. to watch the gig, right? So I watched the yeah. gig, but obviously, I'm, I'm talking about the music, but I, I was watching it, listening to it, and I'm thinking, like, like can I go back? It's like, that doesn't fancy glam rock, man. That shit is oh, not, it's not glam rock. <laughs> in any stretch of the imagination man it was like if you had put Queen with like somebody like The Sweet or Slade at that point it would have been funny it would have just been like it would have been equivalent it would probably have been the equivalent of putting somebody like Metallica with with, with somebody like I don't know like The Black Crows or something like that do you know what I mean it would just be like it it makes no sense it just shows you it's like they're so I know we keep saying it but they were so heavy and so aggressive for their time man do you know what I mean They, they really were man
0: Definitely, and I think that's that's. I mean, it, you know, I think I think you know, Joe, you, you were talking about this, and um, you know, I think we were talking in the sort of group chat with each other, and um, like Joe had mentioned, if if you know, Queen had stayed a metal band, you know, if they'd stayed that way, you know, what things could they have done? Um, and and I think that's. I mean, that, as as a metal band, Queen's ceiling was huge. You know, as a, what they could have done. You know, was absolutely huge. I don't think they were ever destined just to stay a, a metal band, as we all know. We've discussed this, yeah. this across the podcast, and, and we love Queen because they branched out for the diversity. Yep. So, um, but equally, it'd be curious to see if there was another, you know, two or three albums, you know, you know, really pounding the the sort of metal oh. style. How they would have sounded. I don't think they'd have lasted this long. I think possibly it would have fizzled out a wee bit if they just stayed in that style. Mm-hmm. Um not because of their talent, but I think maybe just because it might have seemed like it was a bit repetitive, maybe. Um but yeah, they have David had done fantastic music as a metal band. And it's a really good point that Joe makes. Um because even when you get to the Odeon gig as well, which we'll talk obviously in the next podcast, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of kind of lighter songs on She Heart Attack as there was on A Night in the Opera, but on both sets, it's all they, the... Uh, they the chose to play the heavy. Out, all the heavy stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And yep. It, it's so bizarre that, you know, that you know there's, there's, obviously there's moments, you know, you know with the piano songs and all that, but it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's like, you know, maybe there was a wee bit of apprehension and kind of just branching it and just saying, let's play some of the lighter stuff live. I don't know if they were. Maybe conscious of that. So that's a really good point, something I never really thought of. I was always really curious why they, <laughs> it was always uh, a heavy one. No, right up till you know maybe 77. seventy-seven. I remember that night. Aye, seventy-six. I, the races too started. They started to branch out a wee bit. Uh, put put more of the you know the lighter stuff in there. But um, uh, I mean, <laughs> right, just track-wise. I mean, let's let's dig into a couple of tracks here. Um, so I, so I'm going to jump right to the end actually. See, see when modern times rock and roll starts. <laughs> Jeez. Dead, dead, dead. You know, just Oh, man. Because it. Motorhead, sit down, man. Exactly. It's just. that. I mean, I think it's because it comes right after. I'm just looking at the set list here. It comes right after Big Spender. So they're playing Big Spender and then it comes out. Um, Roger counts in. There's a one, two, three, one, two, two, two. It's just one of the ones you're just like,
1: yes,
0: I, 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 <laughs> I want to wreck my living <laughs> room, man. I want to wreck this. But there's, and I, and with, and, and I carry I carry, and We're probably going to talk about this four or five more times before the podcast finish. But the, 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 this new fresh mix of it just lifts it again, even even higher, you know, and it just sounds absolutely fierce. Um, and I love Freddie, the way Freddie sings it. I mean, I love Roger on the album. Roger sounds great, but I actually prefer Freddie singing it. Aye, me too. Aye, aye it's, it's better.
2: It's a lot better.
0: Yep. He's a better sing- singer, obviously, but he's thic- mm-hmm. you know, it's thicker. It's, get, it's get more dynamics in the voice and all that. And and then actually on Freddie's voice in this whole gig, is you, you, you know, you've you, you, you got ears. His voice is really deep and really, really, really thick, thick in this gig. Yeah. Yep. Very you know, resonant, what? aye. Aye. It's uh, it, it sounds it sounds fantastic in this gig, mm-hmm. um, and it, I would say a lot of the songs on this I prefer these versions to to what was on Queen One and Queen Two. Not all of them, because some. Of the, I agree. Some of the, I yeah. The, the stuff I, on you know the recordings are more you know there's more going on, so you maybe need you you need the you know the, the studio version. But there's so many of these. I'm thinking that, that that's better than what what was on. Oh, I. The you know, the recorded versions. absolutely, man. Um, you know, so it's it's but oh, I mean, I don't know. Any any highlights for you guys track wise? I mean, just I've jumped right to the end, but I mean, it's aye. Um, well, there's, there's, there's that many. <laughs> I'm a, I just asked a stupid question. Any highlights? <laughs> <The> whole gig,
1: <laughs> whole <laughs> I, mean, of highlights. Like... <laughs> I love it. We were just talking about Queen Two and stuff like that. Um, being you know, some like you know, as much as I love Queen Two and I love the way it sounds and that, but let's see, at like the sun on this, man. Jesus Christ! See that? I know This is some of the heavy bits I'm going to talk about. See that? <laughs> <now>, <laughs> I'm just like, I just want to fucking headbutt somebody, man. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's just like, it's just heavy as shit, man. It's just, I it just, it's just, just I it just is awesome, man. If you if you're into heavy, heavy rock and heavy guitars and stuff, man, the, the, the guy is rocking the mic and. Like Paul said, you know, something to be said for not using a lot of fancy equipment. You know, that's very simple setup. It's an amp, yeah, you no know, pickups, uh, and a couple of pe- a delay pedal, which all it does is put delay. It doesn't actually affect the tone of your guitar. So really, his tone is coming from yep. his pickups and his amp, and, and a booster just to boost the, the mids for anybody that's technically minded in there, uh, which just basically makes it cut, cut. Takes a little bit of the mud away from the guitar sound and makes it cut a little bit more. Um, but I that's absolutely crushing, man. And I think it's better live on this than it is on the album, definitely. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, you, you, you guys know yourselves. You know, you, you you play guitar. You you plug you plug a guitar in and into an amp, and you just you know flip up the gain, get and, it right and, right, and you hit a chord. It puts a smile in your face. it's, it's still a a, a a primitive absolutely instrument. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like. A, you know, you can make that fucking thing roar. And I think over the years, something's been lost, you know, in terms of the, you know, it's become too refined or something, you know, too much equipment um, between, you know, the guitar and the speakers, you know. um, Absolutely. Taking away that, that primal thing, and and on the, I, I and you know that there, those guys who've made a career, uh, Angus Young, for instance, he plays his his SG straight into a Marshall head, nothing else. And it's uh, and it's like wild and primal. and you know, and uh, you know, and just you know, hearing Brian on this particular gig, you know, you're just like. It sounds so fresh and and all that compared to these so called metal bands that are, are out these days, yeah. And, and it's just like you know everything's in time and there's no mm. heart, there's no balls, there's no, and even just sonically the sound is just compressed and processed yeah. to fuck, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Because
0: that's but, like, I mean it's a it's a good point. No, no. I mean on the mix. No, looking back to the mix, we've been talking about that already a wee bit. And what they what these jets have done is they've they've given a a, a really fat and warm sound. But one thing that's that's really it really has to can kind I of emphasise here is with Brian's I mean <laughs> you know with Brian's sound Brian's sound was already there. The yep. the, the you know the gain he chose the settings he chose that's already there, there on the tape. Yep. You know for the guys to work with what they've just done, been he he could. Could, exactly. Yep. So yep. they've they just EQ'd it and, and put it, you know, to make it sound uh, yeah. either thicker or or, or or you know you know tinnier whenever it needed it, you know, whatever. Um that's all they've done, um, as Joe says, you know, you know, the mids and all the rest of it. Um but to just to back up Paul's point, that sound was already there. And 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 as I, I think I said in maybe the first podcast that um I think Brian had had an absolute idea of how he wanted to sound from the off. You know, and he didn't. He he was meticulous with his sound, and 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 you know what, when alive or on 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 record, and I think that's why you get such a great great sound from him as well because it's the man himself. His persona, his personality.
1: His personality. Being a sci- being a scientist, he's obviously into every aspect of everything that he's into. Mm-hmm. You know, into you know, Absolutely. like so he's obviously going like, to be like that about his tone. You know. Every, even Definitely. down to the, even down to the way he, he built um, delay effects to the way I mean he did that by looping. This is before like proper pedals and stuff. He, he had yeah. like set, yeah. certain chains set up where they would yeah. you know timings where they'd come back and yeah. harmonise with of harmonise. We sell. I don't think
0: Andy was really doing that back then. I might be wrong, but yeah. not you know. sure, not sure at all, man. But I think I mean coming back to just that. I mean you, you, procession starting right. So also as the intro tape the start of the gig. And then the first comes in is just that big chord, that big opening mm-hmm. chord that goes before it gets into uh, "Now I'm Here," mm-hmm. and again, that's that's another one. You hear that chord, and it's just that sounds absolutely brilliant. And that sounds, like sounds, sounds like Brian Sounds like Brian May. It's, it's, aye? By, it's by design. That's that's. I know you know you think of like the, when the chord comes in and we will rock you before the solo. He was very aware of dynamics in terms of like you know that primal thing that pulls the thing that t- gets, touches you inside. You know, and you go, "Yes, it makes you feel feel great." Um, he could do that so bloody well in the seventies, you know, um, and yeah, a master, and of, master was, of that man, yeah, and, and and economical he's playing as well. Probably not so much in this gig because he's, his guitar's all over a big thing single nice song, uh, and he's that working was, these arse yeah. off, you know. It was, it was the nature of the material, yeah, uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, aye, definitely. that's the thing. I mean, I think even looking at the material, I mean, I'm just looking at the set list here. So obviously, sheer heart attack was the the tour, you know, um, and. And I'm looking at what's missing. You know, could they have stuck tenement fronted in there? We we're all just singing away. You know, they could have done that. Yeah. They could have had a wee interlude with dear friends. They could add that no. in there. You know, it's it's so they had options. No, <laughs> I doubt they played Misfire live right, <laughs> but that, you never know. You know, but which um, is weird. It's weird when you think about yeah. that. This, you know,
1: that gighouse who that gig is. Then <laughs> <I know. laughs> you get Misfire. Absolutely. I they're right. they probably knew that themselves. But I say, John, sorry, mate. We're gonna, <laughs> gonna have to leave this you know.
0: one. Um, but you know I mean they do I mean they do a healthy amount from from the album you know obviously um you know you've got you, you even bring back Leroy Brown's another one it's that's maybe a bit, bit more yeah. playful but you know but you know necessarily heavy but just sounds as Joe said it's so
1: tight man the musicianship is unbelievable live man yeah it's like the piano playing I mean I've um I've started to mess about playing piano myself I'm a guitar mm-hmm. player obviously but and I and it's, it's difficult, man, right? Obviously, I'm, at, I'm baby steps right now, but I'm, it just gave me a new appreciation when I was watching the gig and listening to the piano. play. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. It's like, it's all <laughs> over the place. It's all over the place, do you know what I mean? And uh, fast. In and a and- good way. Really break, I, <laughs> no, I mean, Not it's really sloppy. No, I mean, it's up and down the keyboard now. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. fast as shit. But Leroy Brown's actually one of the most impressive parts of that whole gig. For, yeah. musicians, for musicianship and then obviously Brian gets the the ukulele or whatever it is the guy passes it, yeah, yeah. and, and I love that part because again I'm talking about the live gig and uh, the, the video not the just the audio but I love the part where he, he does that little wee bit and he kind of smiles he kinda gives that a cheeky wee smile as if to go did you see that and then he, <laughs> and he, he, gives, a, he, he gives it back to the guy and he kind of nods at the crowd like that as if to say I just done Aye. that I'm, I'm <laughs> magic.
0: <laughs> i magic it is fucking magic he is uh, yes unbelievable man it's just you know four four musicians because everything from drums bass guitar and vocals piano as well it's all absolutely there's no there's no fat on this gig at all there's no that you know there are no passengers at all uh, between the four of them um and john's just just driving john john's like the He's like the engine of this gig, I would say. He's just, just the engine that keeps this, this uh,
2: the energy of this gig going, you know. He's got, Aye, if, totally Particularly on Stone Cold Crazy, if you watch the video, I know, but I, I'm mentioning the video again, but if you watch the video, Stone Cold Crazy, <laughs> he's standing on the drum riser and his right hand is going that fast that it's it's re- I think it's ready to travel back in time. It's <laughs> fucking amazing uh, how fast he's, you know, his hand is just, you know, um, just pumping it out. Uh, amazing. Amazing bass playing. Um, and like everything else, just an amazing sound. Um, and, and David, you're absolutely right. He, he holds it all down, man, definitely.
1: Do, do you know I think? I agree with you 100%. And I, I, it's weird that you should say that because I was – I was focusing on on the bass playing and a lot of what you know the tracks and stuff, and I was thinking to myself how foreign that must have been an alien to play, you know, because John wasn't a heavy metal guy, and, yeah. and and not only was he not a heavy metal guy, but he was playing stuff that was ahead of its time. Like Brian May was writing writing riffs that were like you know like Tony Iommi was even writing riffs like that that were like really stop started. This really just shows you how how amazing he was as a bass player. That guy's playing what could potentially be proto thrash metal with his fingers. Well, you know, like um, 12 years before Cliff Burton from Metallica was even a consideration, do you know what I mean? He's held up as the, as the you know, the, the, the god of using his fingers in heavy metal bass playing, but, but there's, there's uh, John Deaton, you know what like you said, right hands going like the clappers, no picks used, do you know what I mean? It's just like, guys, are not, the bass playing's phenomenal in this gig, man. And his tone, his tone is crushing, man. It's like... He's got, he's got
2: lots hey, of
0: does he use his fingers on this kick? I thought he, I thought he used a plate.
2: Yeah, it between mi- the two. It's a mixture. I, it uh, still goes crazy. It's that it he uses a plate uh, definitely, aye. but right. but that's uh, like it's a liar. It's his fingers. fingers aye. Aye. aye, Yeah, yeah. It goes
1: between both. Aye, right. Aye, yeah, yeah.
2: But even as the fast numbers obviously he's he's a pack guy. Even, yeah, I, that, even,
1: that, I, that, even that, I, that is still better exactly. for a guy just, that a guy that I, listens to rhythm and blues is playing yeah. total thrash metal before. It's he a, knows what
2: thrash and sometimes metal is. that, hundred percent, <laughs> totally, man. That's something that's worked in the past. You know, you get someone uh, like playing metal but it's not necessarily what they're into. You know, you get jazz guys like like I was listening to Tin Machine yesterday. You know, you get Reeves Gabriel's, who's a, a jazz guy, and you tell him to play metal. Yeah, no, I, know, it's a different take I, 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 it's a different take it's like you know you can and, do it and, and, it, and it's, it's something different um, the guy that played me Henry Rollins uh, the Rollins band uh, Chris
0: Haskett Chris Haskett, Chris Haskett. Yeah,
2: he's, a, yeah. he's excellent
1: he's a in fact his whole guy. band his whole uh, band were jazz musicians man. Yeah, and Sam
2: really, Kane Paige yeah. yeah. Hamilton and Helmut uh, Melvin Gibbs Melvin Gibbs yeah, yeah. Paige um, Hamilton yeah, yeah. Aye. Uh, yeah all these guys you know that, that approach it differently and, and, and maybe there's a bit of that in John, but you've got to remember this was, like, 1974. All oh, these God. other guys weren't, weren't around then. Yeah, they were up, just, still nappies just at just that John. point, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know uh, jo- John's favourite base player was Chris Squire, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, he was, there uh, it was a, an amazing base player and a, and right. a, a, a kind of unique uh, picking technique at you all. Know? He, he was a, a finger guy. Um, but not, but not <laughs> nowhere near
0: as fast and aggressive as as, as John on these tracks, definitely. Uh, one of the one of the things that I thought was bizarre on the set, or its absence from the set is Brighton Rock. You know, I, Brighton I... Rock is not in the set. But so what? What Brian's done is restored the soul and Brighton Rock into son and daughter again. You know the way yeah. it originally was, and you know the BBC sessions and. You know, so it's it, that's quite interesting that someone who's taken it and, you know, put it back into Son and Doll, where originally kind of was. Yeah, where um, was.
2: And,
0: yeah. yeah, and I know Brighton Rock had been played, you know, was, was played in subsequent tours and all that, you know. I think it played in an audience as well. Mm. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, they do. It's in the audience set. So um it's a, bit, it's a bit strange. Don't know the reason for it,
2: but, yeah. But the solo is yeah. excellent. I mean, I can't remember what song it is, but did they not play the end of it? It's, it at <laughs> <clears throat> oh, it's, it's at
1: the end. Aye. Aye. Oh, uh, at the end. it's the end of oh, that. It's it the end of the medley that it they do. It's it the end of
0: the medley. It's at the medley. It, uh, uh, Leroy uh, brown or, I think just It must be aye. Eye, it must brown. be that one. Aye. I know it early on and mid set early on the set. So they
2: play a bit. Four bars of it.
0: That's
2: like.
1: I, I I do not think. <laughs> I,
0: I, I do not think as Const- well. Like everybody's just turning off now. <laughs> Sorry. Do think,
1: no, i was just saying it, it's like when I was I was listening to it, and it was like, it's like no wonder there was a lot of Freddy's Satan Satan vibes going on with Freddy, and he's looking because <laughs> Aye, like, people, I, I, there's about there's about four times I can't remember offhand, but. It's about four, four, four times or something in this gig where he, where he mentions, like, the devil, the beast within him rises. And, and there's, there's another couple that are escaping my mind right now, right? But and the way he looked. And he's mm. talking about the glove and, you know, the devil made it for You know, I'm just like, man, like, maybe Freddie was a saint oh. at that
0: point, man. Oh. <laughs> you did. aye. Did. So did. Did. the devil. Good, I think. No, the and the go to Mendez was getting summoned after the gig, man. Aye, Bath, <laughs> he was drawing drawing Baphomet in the floor in the dressing room and shit like that. Man. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I know, but I mean the solo itself, I mean, it's it's like you I can speak for all three of us here. Um when you're at a gig and somebody does a solo, whether yeah. it's a guitar solo, a drum solo, so, whatever. Go for a pint. There are exceptions. There are exceptions, and this is one of them. You know, absolutely. Um, mm. You know, and and I have seen Brian play. I think, m- m- myself and Joe went to see Brian in the nineties, and, right. and it the only reason we went, to be honest, was to hear song this. Aye, was, aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, it was, I. It was pretty shite. It was. not uh, <laughs> like it, it was, was it wasn't shite. It, it was just Brian's solo stuff, but it was still yeah, cool. It's really just, cool to see the guy in the flesh. Aye, it was. It was, and he did this, and it was brilliant. Um, but aye. this solo is. It's a piece of music. It's an actual piece of music. It's not just some mm. guy just just whirling away and and just coming up with the same tired old crap that you know that's just improvised on stage. This is a piece of music that's worked out and it's ferocious. The guitar player's technically Amazing. up there with anybody you can name in terms of that it was big, either At the seventies or, or beyond. You know, you know to a certain degree. Um, just just a, a brilliant bit of music and and just. Something you know and I remember Roger said something this mean, we always know Roger likes a wee snidey comment, you know. And I said something about you know, oh didn't they go on and on, you know, those solos and stuff. But it Shut didn't up. go on and on, it didn't go on and on because it was the same piece of music every time, you know. Somebody what should within, have said within reason, you know. Somebody
1: should have said to Roger, see the Tim you've got that you done you you know, you did in the eighties and stuff like that, man. What was that? I mean come
0: on, man. But he would argue, I only did that once, man, and one tour.
1: I bet, I bet a difference. you know, there's hitting drums and there's actually playing like musical notes. There's a difference. Oh, the drummers out there, are gotta, oh. gotta Listen, man,
0: listen, drum's man. I've ah, i, I seen musical it. notes as well.
1: I know that, but you can't exactly harmonise fucking snails, can you? Oh.
0: <laughs> like Yeah, that's a solo, right here, man. Harmonise snails. <laughs> it's a good couple band. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I mean? Just, I mean, the, the soul It's just, it's just absolutely brilliant. I mean, like I said, there are exceptions with terms of souls. You know, Neil Pearce was a piece of music. Aye, music aye, exactly. Was of music. It was something worked out. Yeah, like, um, I mean, even right. Cozy, even Cosy Powell when was a You know, oh, that yeah. was that was. With a uh,
2: overture, 20, it, you know, the, twenty-one twelve overture. Yeah.
0: Uh, so uh, you know, so there are there are things where you go, "Aye, okay, that's cool. That's I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I know what's coming down some." I mean, Rogers, we uh,
1: drums, read. Sorry, David, um, Rogers, we drum felt. Uh, so he does in the middle. Uh, is it liar? Uh, is, son keep,
0: and daughter, I think, your, is it? Is it son and daughter? In fact, is
1: it after this? Is it in son and daughter? Or? It's between. No, it's I it's either in liar or keep yourself alive. It's one of them. It's right. Keep yourself life. alive. Aye, aye, is, and, uh, and, and it's really short, but it's really cool, because, yeah. because it is short, you know, it starts getting out of hand, and good, like, unless, like you said, David, unless or are something like Neil mm. Peart, you, you know, you're bringing yeah. in, like, you know, chimes aye. and, and like, pads Yeah, you know, st-
2: yeah, aye, but, uh, beginning, middle and end.
1: aye, 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 it's a piece of music in itself, not just a guy hitting out the beach, you know what I mean, it's not no Lars Ulrich and... 1992 when we went to see him in the Black Album tour and his solo consisted of ba 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 for ten minutes. I was like, this guy's shite Get out.
0: And then it was a bass solo, and then it was a guitar solo. Oh my god, man! Don't get me,
1: do get me wrong. We were 13. I was loving it, man. But I look back and as an adult, I'm just like, this is shite, man. It's like just play the play the songs,
0: man. just exactly, man. You could have played another
2: three tunes here. Three? Try about thirty, man. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, get back to Brighton Rock. Um, uh, you know, uh, R.I.P. Uh, Eddie Van Halen. Oh, I'm I sure. Me, I'm sure this was an influence on Eddie Eruption. Van Halen when, when he when he went to do Eruption, Definitely, because you know it's a, it's a showcase for guitar playing, but it's also um, musical. And Eruption is certainly that as well. You know, it's it's got like you know. A <laughs> beginning, a and middle, and an end kind of
0: thing.
2: It's not just like, you know, I'm just going to wank off for, you know, a uh, couple of minutes or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah
0: cool. And definitely. It's I mean, I think he, talking about Eddie Van Halen, obviously, like the Van Halen bootlegs are about in YouTube and they're, they're covering Queen songs, aye, aye. Back nah, in like seventy, 70 five and seventy four uh, and stuff. So you know, badly, yeah. by the way, badly. I <laughs> know. <laughs> doesn't sound good at all. But, uh, but it's, again, it just shows you that obviously the influence was there, you know. Oh,
1: totally.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. The, the speed as well, the speed that Brian's got. I mean, yep. We spoke about, you know, uh, Brian's playing in, in previous podcasts, but the, the speed of the guy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that, was,
1: that was what differed them for that, him from again, the before, other guys.
2: Before it was a thing, you know, this band about doing stuff, certainly in the metal context, long before mm-hmm. it ever became a thing. You know, and, oh, and metal. I you know. if you put if you put and the, the if you put the
1: rainbow <clears throat> excuse me, if you put the rainbow next to, for example, Deep Purple California Jam, right? Run right, right about run right about the same time, eh? Seventy four, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean qu- Queen Queen are like Queen are like the heaviest band on the planet, even even next to Deep Purple at that point, you know, like Yeah. All right, Blackmore's you know, doing crazy jumping about his guitar stuff that Brian May isn't doing. But if you actually just focus on the guitar playing, then Brian May's like Jesus Christ, man! He's like and then he's playing yeah. solos. Then he's playing like intricate, like band, like you know mandolin, uh, ukulele parts. I mean, it's like, man, like yeah. they, 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 I don't care what M D
0: says, man. Brian, Brian May smokes, smokes Richie Blackmore, man. And and that's this is the thing. I mean, the 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 reason for this getting brought up, um, you know, the reason Joe's bringing this up, and we've talked about this before, I suppose, is. It's not like it's not a contest who was the heaviest band in, oh. in what year and what. But the reason this is brought up, or you bring it up time and time again, is because Queen are never in the conversation when it comes to yep. he- heavy oh. bands in the 70s and yep. they were the heaviest band. I they, they were, were. The, the most aggressive, band, fastest. You know, at that point. And again, it what well, well heaviest band, so what? You know, I know, I know, I know, but they, they backed up with actual chops, with actual you know, songs, and you know, the the better songs. They were the heaviest band, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's So, so it's it's that's why this is this is kind of mentioned in the moment, you know, because you could say, well, why you compare Queen in seventy four to Deep Purple 70, in 74 California Jam? Because Deep Purple are turning kind of more soulful, kind of bluesy, yeah, you, know, you know, kind of getting more so down that that kind of funky kind of route they were heading down. Um, mm. so there were two different vibes, but that's that's the reason why, because they didn't they're never in the conversation. With, uh, but purple are but like,
1: purple are yeah, exactly. And I I that's
0: what was I'm so it, so so because it, and I think that's because of what Queen went on to become and, and you know, yep. you, know uh, you know the diversity they, they displayed from really from, from this album to be fair, from the sheer attack right to the end of their career, you know. So um I totally so I'd say that's that's probably that's that's the reason for, for that getting mentioned, you know. Absolutely. So, um, uh, one of the things I was going to say is, out of this set, if you look at this set, there's, you know, I know there's there's medleys in here, but you're looking at twenty three tracks on this on this set, um, and obviously shortened versions of songs here. Out of this set, um, and I don't know if you have it in front of you, yeah, but um, I don't know if you have it available. What? What would you say are the absolute classics in this set for you? Because not every single song in this set is great as they're all performed and as great as they're all, you know, delivered and the they sound. They're not all; they can't all be classics. So, what's what's this? What's the kind of your 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 list of classics in this? Like who go you, you go first? Son,
2: son and daughter. Oh yes, it's the heaviest thing on here. It's oh just, man. That end it's part man That
1: end so part good Fuck man <laughs> <laughs> It keeps getting like, heavier it's
0: like, it's like they know It's like they know aye. Aye. Just, aye.
1: Aye. Aye. <laughs> Even John See if you watch the video Even John but it gets that bit Runs uncharacteristically Round and jumps onto The drum riser And starts going down to his face It's like Even He knows it's heavy as fuck And he's like
0: "Ass." Yes. <laughs>
1: Ah, I, I think that's why. I agree. In fact, just
0: back to what you said about the drum. The drum, uh, but um, that's why there is a drum. But there is a drum break in this. Or can I like slight solo Aye. on this? Because it goes, D-. yeah, yeah, yep yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, there is. So it does. He must do two or something. That was a pure Beavis
1: mate, and Butt Head <laughs> moment, there
0: mate? <laughs> 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 I um, uh, so son and daughter,
2: aye. Uh, uh. You know, it's a, it's a massive riff, anyway. And as we said on the, on the you know the the pod for the first album, it's just Black Sabbath in it. It's a, oh, it's a Sabbath I totally riff, I totally. And man. it's just a, I, I, I I I had a replay uh, on the guitar the day, there, and, I, and I, you know I, I played this riff, and it's, just, <laughs> it's fucking. Nice. You know. why went fight? Uh it's just you know You feel so good playing it, man. It's like, oh yes. You know, aye. I could just hear. I could just
0: hear people like, you know, like, listening to this with big news face. He's like, well, why would you listen to music to want to fight people? <laughs> you know, I like, listen to music to get angry. Eh, you know, it's like, eh, ask ask every heavy that, metal fan in the planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a bit. so like. Yeah, that's
1: a bit. so like. I'm not violent, uh, but I like things that make me feel violent.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and they said even, no, even I mean, Freddy I mean, Yeah I think mean, Freddy's 'cause it's make uh, all in it, it's that kind uh, of vibe uh, in it, just uh, make you <laughs> feel alive. <laughs> and, uh, I think Freddie Freddy kinda signals how aggressive it's gonna be just at the start when, you know, I want you to and he's like to watch out. Aye, <laughs> oh aye. God. That's his deal with man. Watch <laughs> out. That's Satan again,
1: mate. I do I it again, man. Aye. The beast <laughs> the beast within him rises, man. <laughs> uh, I'll i I'll say uh, I'll say it. <laughs> uh,
2: it's <laughs> the devil in you.
1: That's it. Jesus Christ. Um Right, I'm going to take, I'm going to pick an uncharacteristic one because what we were talking about earlier about you know like a song that you don't really think is that great, but obviously on this it's just kicks serious ass, and I'm going to say now I'm here because I think now I'm here and this yeah. it is fucking amazing on this and it yeah. and it and it makes me love the song. Whereas on the record I'm I'm not too fast, I don't hate it. I just I'm kind of like but on this man just with that mix and the the ferocity that they play it and with the intensity that they play it and that riff. Just is, is thick and heavy and and yeah. they all look right they all look right into it into it as well, you know. What I mean they
0: all just look right into it, man. I love that. I totally agree. Um now I'm here is 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 totally reborn on this gig for me. Um and it's 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 infinitely better than, than the studio version. Um and I think it's it's played slightly slower as well. Ah, I so think it's heavier. Heavier. Yeah. yeah, it adds a yeah. bit b- b- more menace to it, you know. Wait, especially so- that Especially the main that you're talking about, Joe. That just sounds colossal, oh, and it's man, one brilliant. of those. It's one of those big long riffs that goes on for a while before Aye. it looks back to the. To the you know yep. what does it even look back? Actually, it goes on to the next bit. But yep. you know what I mean. It's just one that goes on for a while. But uh, it's it's. Uh, I, it's... I, I've got I've got to agree with you, Joe. That's um, it's it is definitely you can hear it and you think it's actually a good song when you hear, yep. it, hear it here. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I could absolutely honestly say that on on Shia attacks. No, it's a bad song, but. If you said to me, in all honesty, now I'm here on sheer attack, is that a good song? I'd probably say nah. I, well, this, I've got. I would disagree yeah.
1: because it's so, uh, a good song on this. So I would just say maybe uh, something, something get lost when they recorded it. Maybe that's what I'm But that's what I'm saying. Aye, if aye, that was
0: the, wasn't existed, you know, I would probably. Oh, say right. Yep. Uh, you know, but, but on this, it's a good song. You know, and, yeah, and, aye. and that's what it's. You know, yeah, and, so it, and so it's coming back to the point. I think. I think we've, we've definitely made these points on the previous pods. How a mix of something and how something sounds how they play is important as important, yep. you know how Tem- something is, and uh, you know and tempo how they play as it. well, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Tempo. So, mm-hmm. so these guys, I mean, the guys, the guys that have that remixed to this, have really brought this set to life. But yeah. having said that, the the performance was there in the first place. You know, it's oh, not totally as if, if them there's been any trickery here. It's just, they've just flattened yeah. up the sound. And I, uh, separated, yeah. I have to say, they've separated
2: instruments out in this mix. Yeah. Fantastically. Yeah. Beautifully, you know, aye. Beautiful. Uh, especially in this track now, i um uh you can hear, you can hear Brian Sixpence hit, hitting the strings. You can hear the clank. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a testament to how well these guys have got this, it's so clear and all that, but but then, as David said, that had to be there in the first place, you know. Right, totally. This playing and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Now I'm here what one of the uh, as 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 kind of things for, for me, but live, it, especially on this, it's, it, it takes on a different um, dimension.
1: dimension. Yeah, absolutely. He, I even even the you know the opening riff, the, the jing jing jing, jing record that's like. Ching ching ching! Oh, and this is like ching 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 yeah, It's just yeah. thick, and like you were saying, yeah. Paul, you can hear the attack." This yeah. chink, ching 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 ching. It just yeah. sounds so. It sounds a bit shrewd yeah. sound. It sounds yeah. a bit shrewd sound, man. Metal on metal, literally.
0: Yeah. Yep, literally. <laughs> aye, he was he was metal man. Metal strings, metal pick. Um, I think um, you know, just just looking looking down this set. List, there's a few ones we've mentioned already that are just. That I think are just absolute colossal tracks. Just just in general father to son being one um, white, yeah. white queen white Aye. queen i was a bit of del- you know we talked about there's not a lot of delicate moments a wee bit of del- del- delicate moments on the track itself anyway but it's still a very a very heavy track you know but it's mm. beautifully done on this absolutely beautifully done um you know looking down i mean i mean even, liar has never been one of my favorites i mean liar on um you know the album is for me is just kind of throw away a wee bit. Yes, yeah. it's, uh, um, it's 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 like it's like I know I don't hate it as a song or I don't dislike it as a song. I think it's a good song um, overall, but it's 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 just it's just not a highlight for me in early Queen's career. You know, I wouldn't if I was if I was making my mixtape, maybe the first three albums. I would lie. I wouldn't be on my mixtape, but on this lie, kicks ass, I hey, on this lyre lyre sounds colossal again. That's just. Uh.
2: As I was saying in the start, just amazing, man. Uh, I, actually, I just fucking,
1: I, 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 <laughs> yes. I yes. agree. It's just, um, it's, uh, it's orgasm inducing, man. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think this, does, I, I don't know, do, we we'll see what you guys think of this, right? I think a lot of this has got to do with, I think, to really, I mean, still sound pretentious, but because we know, we've, Play music and stuff like that, you know, being in bands and stuff like that, and we know sound. You know what I mean? It's like you were saying back, get back to kind of what you were saying, Paul. We've got that pride. You know, somebody just listens to music. I know I'm not putting them down, but they just listen to music. Whereas if you're a musician, you tend to listen to more of the nuances and be turned on more by nuances of sounds. And I think this is, this gig is. It's just like if you're a heavy rock, stroke metal fan. And it's just like, ah, oh, man, that tone. Listen to that tone. And normal, norm, yeah. you say that to wee, wee Maggie. That's you know that you know that likes a kind of magic. She's just going to be like, tone, what? You know what I mean? But you're like, oh, listen to that tone. And as I think it as a part of being a, mus- a musician in
2: inverted commas, but um, <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. know what I mean, yeah. though. And 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 again, it's even just it's all in standard tuning. It's an E, but it sounds heavier than that. Yeah. I, I, it yeah. sounds lower than uh, that because his tone's so good, guy. Guys these days are detuning to C C flat and all that. Right. aye. <laughs> the strings flatten about, you know. Fuck off, man. Brian Me, right. seventy four. I, get it done man it, but that's the thing it's like when you start tuning I
1: mean, I'm mean, going to go into two off top here start tuning into these ridiculous, it's not even that they tune to these things anymore there's nine string guitars you can buy right so they're uh, like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. low string low string I think is an A Brian May you lose all clarity that's the beauty of playing an E standard um, you yeah. still have the, the, the clarity of the notes uh, yeah, and that's it's why it's not about how low things are it's about the clarity and the attack and that's the difference between yeah. somebody like Brian May and, and somebody it's like Meshuggah who tune to ridiculous tunings, you know what I mean?
0: And I think that's we'll, we'll we'll probably talk about that when we get to Life Killers because um obviously death on two legs is on Life Killers and he, he uses the the, the whammy the, bar to to get, oh, to get it down it's yeah, yeah. it that yeah. it it, right. it. you know down yeah. to those those kind of uh, tunings it, that we we're talking about, you know. Um so uh, he uses it when he needs to but it's it's you know yeah. it's it's
2: fairly, talk you know. talking about those dives. Um you do that on a, a Stratocaster. How, to tune, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, how does he keep it tuned? He, he's doing that multiple times, and he's not uh, do you, you know, don't see him touching the tuning pegs. That's you know a testament to how how amazing that guitar is. Do you know something that's you've totally blew my mind right
1: there, man? I've never <laughs> seen Brian May tune his guitar. No, I do, Never I seen do him fair, tune.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Every uh, other band yeah. you ever see for the seventies, uh, uh, they're always between you and the singers talking uh, 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 about uh, with yeah. the, the Machine Heads. Brian see the way do that, man. That guitar must see, be made of fucking yeah, adamantium. The, the way
2: the way <laughs> him and his dad built that thing, it, it does not move. That neck does not move. It's mental, man. Um, and and the, the the two massive springs that he's got, that the, the whole the the, the whammy bar and place, they don't they, they hardly move either. Um, ah, it's it's, it's, I, I don't know why. He's, well, I, I mean, obviously he makes guitars uh, now, but. I don't know why, you know, some guitar company didn't come and see him and aye, uh, try, so how try and buy it. the patent, uh, aye, aye. Uh, that, that uh, floating tremolo system, because it's
1: it, it, fucking amazing. They maybe didn't. You know? They told them to fuck off, you know, because it's his thing, you know. Because uh, be guitar, it, guitar
2: players had to wait, what, 10 years before the Floyd Rose system came out, uh, uh, before they could do eye bombs like Brian was doing in 74 yep. and all that.
1: That's you know, right, aye.
2: Amazing. Yep mean, the guy was. Yeah. I like
1: a tuning the fact that I like you said he's never asking about the tuning pegs, man. It's like how's that guitar tuned, man? Yeah. I think it. I think it has also got a lot to do with. He is a. I found out sort of recently, and he's a very, very delicate right hand. Prime me. It was a thing. It was um, gear, A thing on gear, that was speaking to his, one of his roadies. Obviously now. And that's what a guy was saying. He says Brian hardly touches the strings, even when he's playing heavy, heavy riffs and stuff like. That. So maybe that's got a lot to do with it. But obviously, bombing doesn't matter how hard you hit the strings because obviously you're you're depressing the you're depressing the strings basically until they're flapping, and then you're bringing the the the, the whammy bar back up to the tight tighten up again. So yeah. uh, I it's still, it's still like you say, it still doesn't make any yeah, sense yeah. why his guitar never goes out of tune. It's weird. Aye. no, that's great. Aye. Do you know something? Do you know something as well? Like the very first Queen podcast we did on Queen One, we've not spoken about Freddie really yet. Well,
0: well, it's interesting. If <laughs> that cause I was about it, t- well, we have. well, slightly. Aye, but, um, yeah, a wee bit. Um, but but no, the f- I was going to make a similar point because all we've talked about is Brian and Brian's tone. And- <laughs> aye, <laughs> that's, that that's that's whole podcast. Uh, is podcast.
1: Happened, I'm about that's
0: Oh, that's <laughs> hard. On for the for the guitar. <laughs> so um, aye, uh, but. We make no apologies um no. but no it's it, it's similar to the first I like to say the first couple of podcasts it's pretty much about, about brian and then uh you know and and it's no wonder when you actually listen to this this because it's a very guitar oriented set um stone cold crazy is we we, we, we are <laughs> kind of familiar with that um uh, because i suppose it was on it was on real life the the footage of it you know it was released mm-hmm. in 1989 obviously the 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 best off video of the live live track. So that was where I first saw it. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh I, I just I just used to play that bit all that, that part of live, you know, real life, yeah. you know, if I didn't have time to watch the whole thing, I just fast forward to stop go crazy. Aye, just, me as well, like, I <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> um, even the bit with Freddie, you know, do you like my claws and all that, you know no. <laughs> you know, and things like that, you know. It's just um yeah, it's just that that whole bit and then and then he just as we playful laugh and after it, then it just goes into this total. Um oh, good man. It's it's an incredible version. It's it's absolutely brilliant. And that's the thing about this this, this version, you know, you're you're missing uh, Freddie's voice there, Joe. Um, I wish he'd have sang it like that on the album instead of the nasally. I, I, I wish i just sang it the way he sang Aye. this. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> more aggression. The way he delivers certain bits, he's actually forcing it, and there's more aggression in his voice. I don't know what the reason was on... I don't think we even talked about this, this year, that type of pause, but I don't know what the reason why he decided to sing, sing it like that on uh, Stone Cold Crazy. I, I, do you know something? It doesn't it, ruin uh, it. It doesn't no. ruin it anything, but it's just... Do you know, you know something? But I think... Um...
1: I think it could it could be something as simple as just the mic, it, because I mean I, I've I've yeah. done I've done recordings where um, I've used a specific mic and it gives you the full dynamic range of your voice and you can hear the depth and I've used you know I mean, I've been recording albums in the past and we've used a bunch of different types of mics and you can just do something as simple as using a different mic and it will change the tone of your voice quite drastically, yeah. depending on the,
0: on the dynamic. Uh, no, possibly. You're, I don't know. Yeah, I just but, feel that, like, he's—he's actually he's oh, his performance. You mean? He, uh, uh, he's his right, performance okay. that way. You know, rather than that, I don't. I don't know what you mean there because it actually sounds quite tinny, but, but I, I think I, mean, I, I, like, I, yeah, he aye, 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 yeah, performs it. P- p- no, I you, mean, you make you whatever, a but, you make a very good point actually. Uh, 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 it's different. Aye, uh, 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 but on this, it's, it's just really, really thick and, and it's tight. But it's like machine.
1: It's tight. It's machine gun tight. How he's like? He's like he'd put like. You know, M and M. Shame, <laughs> you know, for the fast. Nah, delivery, man. It's insane, yeah. man. It's like, tra- like Like I said it before. It's like tra- One of the characteristics of thrash metal and yeah. hard, hardcore punk was really fast yeah. vocal delivery. Freddie was doing that in
0: 1974. Aye, Tom Araya for Slayer is that. That's aye, the, exactly. That's whole thing, you know. It's aye, really and Freddie's
1: doing that shit t- just as fast and tighter
0: because he's totally. no steaming. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I it's just it's interesting is when I I I looked at Stone Cold Crazy um, I actually just went on I think I went on YouTube the other day and I was just in the mood just to watch that one track again Um, so I just put it on and and listened and then I thought I'm going to you know YouTube will throw up other versions of it so it was the one at the tribute concert with James Hetfield so I watched that and that's excellent very good and I thought oh there's another version they they did it with Adam Lambert so I watched that oh seriously oh um, so they said that and I'm not going to get to, you know how Adam Lambert sang it and all that. I'm, I'm just not going to go there. Um, uh, but it was quite sad because uh, Roger, Roger and Brian just couldn't play it. Uh, Brian was, Brian was painfully off the pace, painfully off the pace. You know, what I mean, so I'm not going to talk about Adam Lambert and else because that's leaving even the point. And the point. I is- shite. Say- Ah, uh, it was a shame. It was a shame to see they just didn't have the. It may have been just a bad, a particularly bad performance. Of that you know, and they may have done it well in other parts of the tour or whatever. But it, it just—it's a shame. Yeah. But but you know, when they when they when you know when they were they were queen, <laughs> they were playing live, man. Jeez. No, they were kicking Insan- ass, man, insanely good. And I think see when we talked about John, like you know the engine of the gig, maybe or, but yeah. you know as as brilliant as Brian is and as, as fierce as or his playing is. The, it's going to be nothing without Roger on behind it. Yep, you know, absolutely. John, you know, and Roger, Roger is so good in this gig, man. He is so good in this gig, and um, the energy it, for the guy, and, and yeah. the style. It's it's just a unique style. We've talked about this before. He's yeah. there's nobody sound like him. Obviously, the backbeat with the with the you know the the high hat as yeah, we've talked about so many times. Thing, you know, yeah. it's that's 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 why you can listen and, and it's Roger right away. Because it's his, it's his thing, it's his style, and his um, vocals, uh, his vocals the uh, lap of the gods, man.
1: But sounds like it sounds like the record. I, I, yeah, that's yeah, another 100%. thing about this gig. See the vocal harmonies between the three of them at this gig.
0: Hundred percent, unbelievable, that, man. That is, like, yes,
1: they're, they're, yes. Perfect. they're perfect,
0: perfect. Aye, totally. Aye, really on the money. Because I think I think even later on, um, you know, it's Queen you know, toured and toured and toured. They weren't they always on the money with the, the harmonies. No. Was it occasional they were a wee bit of just get away with it. It's, it's sometimes it sometimes almost just sound like it was in unison rather than harmonies, you know. Um, at times, I think you know, I think but, I, I agree. I think Roger
1: I mean he admitted this himself, but I think by the time kinda of eight, the eighties kinda of came about he'd lost that part of his voice. So aye. he wasn't able to go right right up into those stratospheric eye notes, you know what I mean?
0: But you're right, noticed,
1: I, I totally agree with you.
0: Because even though it's live, um no no, this gig, but later on, um, when, when Freddie, Freddie wants to take a lower line, a, a, a line he does not make record higher, he'll maybe Aye. take it lower, and Roger and will Roger do it, does it. Bit and just, yep. you know, he's, he's to give his voice a bit of a break. Preserve you know? it, it's to yeah. preserve it live, I guess Absolutely, absolutely, just technique in it, you know, it's just uh, being clubber. Yep. Um, but, uh, anything else, anything else about this gig, that you want to, want to discuss, want to talk about, because I think we've just went, just talked about Brian, for,
2: um well but <laughs> no, Paul, what you about uh, to say, Paul? Um how how utterly charming is uh Freddy's and uh song That's of, cool man. Potter. uh part to the audience. <laughs> um a lot so, you know, occasionally it's a bit um awkward. It's as if he's still trying to he's 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 nervous and he's still trying to find his way as a front man and all that. It's really, really charming, you know, that sometimes he's, like, you know, a wee bit hesitant and all that, and then he just starts singing, and it's this, you know, fury and rage and, you know, uh, confidence and all that. It's, it's just that, uh, you know, it's lovely. And then there's other bits where he's really confident, you know, like claws and all that, you know. Um, yeah. Um, what, what song is it? Is it Son and Daughter? He stops, and then he goes, and then what? Aye, a son and daughter. I, to be a woman! Aye! <laughs> he goes then, what, and, and to the audience and the audience. I'm just looking like, Then He's just like, it's, 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 it's fuck, I've made an arse of that, you know. Can <laughs> they've, I, they've, not, they've, not, they've not come I, on. I've done that live, man, you
1: feel
2: like a dick. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, miles away from, you know, the, the slick front man that he would become, um, and and yeah, and even the sound of his speaking voice, you know, it's very it's English, quite, quite quite a London kind of accent and all that, which yeah. you know, becomes transatlantic and all that. Um, and you know, we <laughs> all <laughs> we always see it. And his voice is incredible in all these tracks, man. Yeah. I mean, Did amazing. It, no, there's
0: I, one bit when you're talking about the you know, part of the crowd, but it's it's actually it's a it's a do you like do you like my claws bit? So it's, it's a, do you like my claws? And it's again very English sounding. And then present for the devil himself, and all that's yeah. And then it says, they uh, "Don't believe me." They don't. Bl- it's almost sounds like a New Yorker. It's like they don't, they don't believe me. It's like it's like it's just weird.
2: crap, Is it the way it sounds? It's
0: like you're fucking, you're fucking
1: moron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking driving here. <laughs> ah, no, was, maybe on. he was practicing for when he went, <laughs> went to America. I maybe. Mean, <laughs> Is I uh, I was, was in some part here
0: from New York. <laughs> I didn't work, Freddie. Don't don't do that, man. You're fucking moron. <laughs> but um, the I agree with you. I think we we talked about that in maybe the, the first couple of pods as well about Freddie and his confidence on stage and and yeah. you can hear it because even that they're not that. I think there's a bit of karate he doesn't almost doesn't know how to deal with the uh, I don't want to say hecklers, but they're always hi the heckler. Yeah, yep, yep. shouting just shouting yep. for liar like for the whole gig. There's a tickler. Person or a group of people just shooting yep. a lie, you know, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not doing that one." yet, we're gonna to get to it. He's like, "So he's gonna, you know, almost probably later on, he would have just ignored them or I just come back with a brilliant one-liner or something." So you can tell his stagecraft, wasn't he? Wasn't he hundred percent yet? You know, he was, he was but, a bit, but the singing, the
1: singing, and the, the movements yeah, and
0: the performance, yeah, man, yeah. Aye. Yeah. Aye. But yeah.
1: that's it when he, when he sang. The confidence was just it was new him, you know. Um, guy, guy was just on the, it, it, as well. Watching this gig, it's like. I mean, you watch Queen, no matter what era you watch Queen, in, even in the eighties and stuff like like multi and stuff like that. I mean, it, they never don't, they ne- he never doesn't not look into it. He always does, but there's just yeah. a there's a hunger in his eyes when he at, at showman. There's like there seems to be like a just that that young that you know when bands just start, they're really hungry and they're really passionate yeah. about what they do. He can really see it when he's singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, obviously the the bigger and most successful Queen got. You know his lifestyle. I'm not going to go into it, but obviously I think that started to maybe take its toll on him a wee bit in live performances and stuff like that. You know, I've read yeah. stuff from sources at the time. and says, you know, Freddie, maybe because he wasn't looking after his voices as much as he should have been really, you know, he was going out partying and stuff like that. But at that point in 74, he was very much still part of the unit. And you can you can see that in his performance. He's, he's locked yeah. in with him, do you know what I mean? He's, he's really not off doing his own thing. Like you can kind of see... In live here, for example, it's like, here's Freddie doing his thing and you guys just do what you do. I'm going to do what I'm doing. It wasn't Aye. like that. It isn't like that when you yeah. watch 74. It's a it's a band.
0: Yeah. Um, absolutely. No, totally. I mean, I think that that's, you're absolutely right. You're you're a band that, you know, they're at a point in their career where it's, it's there for each other. And yeah. I think that last you know, it's probably like uh, well, it probably lasted right up to races at the very least. Maybe news of the world. I'd say. I think. But, um, aye, Prenter came into the scene. I think. Aye. but again, I mean, as, as you're reading my blog, that I'm going to be putting out um, shortly. Um, you know, and we've talked about this before. Paul Prenter is somebody that the rest of the to be able to defend themselves against. You know, it's it's, it's Freddie's personal assistant. Aye. You know? aye. No, uh, I, I didn't um, mean
1: that. What I mean is the 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 pushing of Freddie. You know to do, you know to to, to go out and do. It. I'm not saying that Freddie wasn't willing to do the things he was going mm. doing, but at that point in his life, he definitely huh. was. But I think yeah. he was spurred on, kept spurred on, come do this, yeah. do this, see me this bit. So I think he, you Aye. know, but that, but when it comes to Queen and decisions within Queen, definitely he shouldn't have had Aye. any any yeah. way in it. But definitely Freddie, yeah. he had that. Definitely had an effect. You can see it. In oh it. yeah, he's a different no, no. guy. He's a different Absolutely. guy. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, but um. But that's the thing. I think there's. I mean, as, as we 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 talked about before, you know, we talked about this in the hot space. You know, there's, there's four four members of the band, and you know, um, okay, if one's not pulling in the right direction, that will affect others. But they were all in bad places. They were all aye, in totally, bad aye, places. Yeah. You know, wasn't it just Freddie? You know, but I do all. accept. I do accept. The, I do accept the point Joe's making, though. That you know, the eye was coming off the ball at times. You know, what I mean, in terms of what what was needed, uh, times. But yeah, absolutely, the sound of a band. It's just a band united, you know? yeah, totally. Um, and with that, you know, that lasted for a wee bit and then didn't really come back, and probably until Innuendo, you'd say, when they didn't know. play live, it was a shame, yeah. you know. Uh, you yeah, imagine that, if they,
1: so. but then again, you wouldn't have the, they probably wouldn't have had the camaraderie that, the, you know, the, the, the kind of rallying round, uh, to come back to that, that core, we're a band again. If Freddie yeah. wasn't, oh, chances are Freddie would have maybe I kept on with the same lifestyle and. They would
0: have split up, uh, you know. We spoke about that kinda of before as well. Yep. That's right. That's right. you Yeah, absolutely right. So um well, anything else to, to any kind of final thoughts? We we can I wrap things up because I think we've talked talked this this set uh, through pretty well, you know. I think there's is there anything else in here that you want to want to bring up and talk about? If I I just I'm just amazed again that that
1: that, that you know I hate to keep labouring the point, but you you said it, it's like, how can you mention you know like, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, and no mention Queen, <laughs> you know in the evolution of rock heavy metal. I mean, how's how's it how's it not blandly obvious? And this this gig is, is
0: fucking ferocious, man. I love it, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely is, definitely is. And um, you know, you've got again, you've got Killer Queen, um, is a big single and you go and see them live. I think, I think maybe that you know, I mean, Queen had been out for what, three, well, three albums, obviously. So they'd been out for a few years at that. this point. Or, you know, if you actually look at it, you're talking about a year and a half in terms of actually recording, <laughs> you know, that yeah, was the know. that was all they were out. So mm-hmm. probably if you only that familiar with Queen and you heard Killer Queen, um, on top of the pops, I like, "Oh, man, maybe go and see them." Or, then you, you go and see that, and it's like, "Fucking know, hell!" That's like, what I'm saying. That, you know, you face. must. It, it's definitely going to be one of these ones. Like, what the hell? That's uh, not what I was expecting. You know, aye, um, to the wall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for 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 better or worse, you know, for whoever, whoever experienced that, you you know, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, so that's that's probably. That's probably about it for us in um, the Rainbow 1974 gig, um, or gigs as they appear on the <laughs> the, um, the CD, the vinyl, whatever you've you've got of this gig, or the the Blu-ray, whatever it is. Um, but I release. I'm really, I really hope that Queen still keep digging into the, the archives and get get more of this stuff out. You know, um, you've got the Houston gig as we mentioned, Houston 77, and I know it's you know they're maybe not always going to look. Completely brilliant for whatever reasons because they don't have the original tapes of 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 you know the footage. But if you get if if I've got desk mix of these things and all that, you know, get them properly mixed up and and getting them out there, you know, it'd be fantastic to to hear. And I mean, hear at the very least and and see if if that's available as well, you know. Um, favorite track then, Joe. Favorite track of the set. Glad <sighs> to put you on the spot. That's hard, man. I've got to say. Son and daughter. Good choice, mate.
1: Yeah, I'll go with son and daughter too. Yeah. For a number of the vocal harmonies as well,
0: just how good they're. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. I'm just gonna go with my old favourite and still go crazy. I'm gonna go with that one. But modern times rock and roll is fierce as well, man. So I'm gonna go nah, with Stoke I, Crazy. Nah, but I to be fast. honest, i wouldn't fight anybody that picked any of these. No. Um, and one one last thing, oh sorry, I should have mentioned, I should have said, we mentioned them in passing. What um, you know? I think one of the bugbears for all three of us in um, Queen sets, you know, from from here till, till later on, was the inclusion of you know these um, old you know big big band standards like big, big Big spender and obviously the Elvis Jailhouse Rock things and all that. It's like, ugh, just why did it include them? I get why they maybe included them early on their, their career to fill out the set, maybe. But I mean, three, the point, three albums at this point. I know that's it's, it's a good point. It's a good aye, point. Yes. That's a good point. So I never really understood why they, they, they felt the need to put these in. You know, maybe it's softened the setup away, but I don't, I really don't know. But um so Big Spender and Jailhouse Rock, we hear these things later on in later tours, it's just like why this week guy. Um but I have to say on this gig, both of them sound absolutely brilliant, especially Jailhouse aye. Rock. See Brian's playing on Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Quick yes. man. Gee, ah, exactly. Ah. He's, he's he's left hand is, is, is silly on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, aye, so that was that was just one thing. What did they say before we can wrap things up? So, um, aye, so that was uh, Rainbow seventy four. Um, let us know what you think. Um, I I don't still we'll have a wee think about how we think it went because it's it's been a bit of a a different one for us. Um, in terms of trying to kind of tease out uh the sort of the main sort of talking points of this gig, and um. I think we got there a weaver. Yeah, enjoy, I enjoyed it, man. It's good. Yeah, it's good. We get to gush cool. over the guitar playing and and all the heavy yeah. stuff. So exactly. So uh <laughs> so we'll we'll be back again and we'll we'll be looking at the a night of the audience gig, which is actually the following year, roughly about the same time. I think it was December, wasn't it? Just before Christmas 1975. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, there you are. Yeah, so Christmas yeah. Eve 1975. So um we'll probably you know, in that set there's some of the same songs in that set. So um we'll try and not to labour the point too much about the same music again and again. <laughs> and I think by the time we get to Live Killers, you're talking about a really eclectic set by that point. So there's a lot I probably gonna be a lot more yeah yeah, uh, very music to talk about. So um but it's still so, heavy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. <laughs> um so live at the rainbow, brilliant, heavy metal live album. Absolutely. absolutely. Ten out absolutely. of ten, man. Ten out yeah. of ten. Excellent. So thanks for listening. Um and um before we go, I want to just give a wee um a wee shout out to Matt Hoss, um, who's been following us on uh on Twitter. Um, he's a comedian. He does he does um podcasts himself. He does like live things um every night as well. Um like he's maybe play he's maybe gaming and stuff, and he'll game between eight and ten. And he can you kind know, of um comment on what he's doing and stuff. Um but he does do a podcast called Castival, and he's got um different people coming on and picking their, you know, their their favourite kind of bands to be on a festival and all that that kind of thing. Um and he's got that going on. So at the end of this podcast. There's going to be a wee advert for that they'll put on for Matt, and Matt's going to do the same for us and put something on on uh, his his podcast as well. So that's that's really cool. Um, we've not got an advert ready, um, but we'll get something to, to Matt fairly soon. So, uh, but we'll see you on a night of the audience. Cheers. Take care. Bye bye.
1: Hello and welcome to Castable. This is a brand new podcast where we get amazing guests to come and pitch their dream music festival. I'm Matt Hoss and I'm the host. I'll be there to interview, to analyse and get to the depths of why they think their music festival is the best. We're going to be talking about music,
0: camping and why we love the music that we do. It's a podcast looking at the things we love and why we love them. Download Castable today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Podbean. Join the festival today.